Save big money at Menards. Let the fresh air in and keep the bugs out with replacement screen for your doors and windows from AdForce. It's easy to install, durable against the elements, and comes in a variety of types to suit your needs. Repair your screens today with a roll of replacement screen on sale through May 5th. And check out more great deals happening now in our weekly flyer on Menards.com. Save big money at Menards. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome to the Believe Podcast Network SoCal Sweat. My name is Ann McDaniels, a former NFL cheerleader and product manager turned actress and model who dreams of being a UFC fighter. Meow. Learning strategies to help motivate others leads me to bring you interviews each week from a range of athletes, experts in fitness and nutrition, and so much more. Thanks for listening to Believe, the number one podcast for working professionals, and let's push our endorphins to higher performance through SoCal Sweat. Ann McDaniels, and welcome to another episode of SoCal Sweat. Now, last week was Thanksgiving, and I hope you guys had a wonderful, indulgent Thanksgiving. I hope you enjoyed everything. I hope nothing was off limits, but I also hope you feel no guilt. And if you were able to exercise proper portion control, good for you. It should be, it is there to be enjoyed. And I hope everyone's families and friends and everybody with travel was very safe. Now, Interesting timing as we're going into the holiday season. The average weight gain from Thanksgiving until Christmas and into the new year is between 7 to 10 pounds. So if anybody, again, would like to refer back to that Thanksgiving podcast, it will share a lot of swap outs for nutrition that of, of ways you can still indulge and then, you know, just different workouts to keep yourself in check while enjoying the holiday season because nothing should really be off limits, honestly. So, again, timing. We are going into the holiday season, and in the meantime, we have lost access to gyms. Living in Los Angeles, we have not had the gym since the very beginning of the pandemic, so it's really no no change to us. But a lot of cities are either shutting their gyms down again or, or closing them for good. And we've moved on to online training, which has been great. But because of the holiday season and the fact that we've been doing online training for a while, it can really get complacent, and it's very hard to do. So it's like... We've, ac- we've lost access to the big gyms, which provide the atmosphere, lighting, mass varieties of weight and cardio equipment, classes, music, and the competitive nature of competing with others. Virtual trainers have taken an enormous role in filling that void where they're teaching us from their screens onto us at home. And although they were coaching from their screen, it's often hard to find the motivation on our ends to keep the sessions as intense. I mean, when you're in the gym, where is that person next to you who used to kick your butt in a class and push you further at Equinox? Or what about the guy in the weight room at Gold's who tried to out-squat you? Or that girl in the front row that tried to out-dance you? We don't have the competition around us. We don't have the lighting, the atmosphere. And it's kind of up to us to get the motivation from our living rooms or home gyms or what have you in our own homes with that length of time. I mean... Maybe we've ordered weight equipment from Amazon and we've waited six months and we haven't gotten them. Or you get them and one is an incorrect size. Or it just doesn't, maybe the weight bench doesn't fit in your house. There are a million things that, you know, are, it's, the, it's the gym fails, the at-home gym fails that are hilarious. 
and people are worried about safety. So, I mean, where, where there's a will, there's a way, and people that want to do it will keep up that motivation, but it is hard. And the timing is cruel because workouts are getting more difficult to keep up at home while our kitchens are being stocked with holiday treats and indulgences. Again, the average person gains between 7 to 10 pounds during the six-week holiday season, roughly from Thanksgiving into like New Year's Eve. So you can easily say, oh, whatever, these online workouts are boring, I'm really sick of it, I can't find the motivation, I just want to sleep in, let me just enjoy my eggnog and drinks and cookies and meat and everything like that. And you should enjoy, but if it's just a matter of keeping up intensity at home, Missy Berkowitz of Dig Your Deepest can really provide some great alternatives for you. You know, the adrenaline rush may not be there from your gym or your people around you, but Missy Berkowitz, who has been doing online training since almost before the pandemic, she owns a company called Digger Deepest. Not only she does all the online training, but she also has a great apparatus called the Strongboard Balance, and she will offer all of our listeners free shipping if they'd like to order in the end. But she provides solutions to match the experience of any kind of intensity from home, including if you only have 15 minutes. She'll do methods like slowing it down, adding new challenges, adding new weights, less weights, resting less, resting more, changing your location, maybe altering your range of motion, altering speed, altering just just locations, music. It can all be different. You can add different different workouts as far as like holiday music, whatever you like to do with that. Add your family, add your friends, add your kids, nieces and nephews. It can be a family affair. But if it's just you and you're living by yourself, there are many, many ways that you can keep up, keep it up at home with that intensity, even only if you have 15 minutes while still enjoying the holiday season. So now I introduce you to Missy Berkowitz, online trainer of Dig Your Deepest. How are you today? Hi, Anne. I'm great. Thanks. How are you doing? Good. Thank you. Now, Missy, you've had a lot of success as an online trainer because you kind of started before even quarantine happened. So what would you say to other trainers that, you know, have lost a lot of clients? What has been your best um, tip for success to keep them busy? Yeah, I mean, I was all in person for the most part. I'd done virtual here and there over the last few years, but I was completely in person and it was an overnight thing with COVID, obviously, that everything went to zoom and online so i think a lot of it really just comes down to that you know if people are connected to a trainer it's because of that relationship and what they're getting it's not tied to a physical space so my clients really could care less in that sense of where they train and being at home isn't all that different than when we were in person other than their space limitations and whatever equipment they have but you know, I, I don't think it, you know, I, I imagine for trainers who were very reliant on machines or TRX or things where you need more setup and clients aren't going to have that at home, makes it a lot harder to go to virtual. But I've always been pretty much a minimalist. So it's really not that different. And I think that's really helped, you know, keep them with me. And again, it's really the connection they have with me as a trainer that they've stuck with me. So I'm yeah. really... <laughs> Because I think a lot of people just lose clients and, and then they'll say, well, they'll use the excuse, you know, it's, I, I can't afford you now because I've lost my job. And I feel right. like you've been able to work with situations like that. So, but, you know, our main topic today is the quarantine burnout and there's the quarantine creep. People are eating more, more um, food, high, high fat, you know, high salt, 
salty snacks. And now we have the holidays coming up and we have like more quarantine embargoes on place upon our households. Um, there are so many complaints that people will, will, will cover. And I'm just asking, I would like to just ask some, you some of the things that I've heard. Like for example, Missy, this person says, I finish a class or work out in a gym, but at home I tend to fizzle out early. This is probably mainly due to the fact that when you're in a group setting with a, with a loud trainer and loud music and atmospheric, you know, the lights, it's more fun. And then you're kind of competing with other people. How would you tell your clients, you know, to keep, keep that, you know, finish, finish out the workout? A lot of it, I really think, is the accountability and having a community. And I think people have to kind of accept and be okay with that. You know, their community now being at home is going to be very different than it was when they were in gyms. And I know with Zoom, it makes it harder, even if you're in a group class, because you don't really get to interact and socialize like you did before. But, you know, I think having, you know, friends in classes, like a lot of my clients, especially the ones that are in semi-private and classes, you know, they bring their friends in. So it's, you know, it's, they know they have that time together, they get to see each other. So, you know, I would say, try to find people that kind of keep you inspired and motivated and, you know, just find your own community. I, it's just going to be different. Your community might be more outside of the classes. You know, I have, I have clients that have told me that they have a, a support group for my classes because they, you know, they're, they're, they push them and all that. And so they, they have their own separate zoom meetings or they'll, you know, they'll get on a call. So they, you know, that's kind of their way to stay connected with fitness and keep each other interested. So like you said, yeah, I just have to reframe how they kind of look at community right now. That's great. Cause even like, you know, it's, it's, you, you actually do better when people are around you because when I used to run before this injury, um, if, if sometimes I would stop, but if there were like a bunch of cars going by, oh yeah, I'm sprinting. So I yeah. think that does, it's, it's good to have the accountability groups and, you know, safety in numbers. Now, what people are also having a, a large problem with ordering the right equipment. I mean, there's things are still on order at Amazon. You can't get the right dumbbells, barbells. What would you say if you, if you were, again, you're a minimalist and someone just doesn't have a lot of money, what are the things that they can get in their home that would be affordable, that would be accessible, so they would be able to keep up any kind of intensity or just an accountability workout on their own? Yeah, I, I think in terms of equipment, you know, if people are able to get dumbbells, of course, try to grab those, keep an eye out. I know they can be hard. I have somebody that I was able to get a lot of stuff from in LA. I've called in my dumbbell dealer. So I've hooked up a lot of my clients. So that way they get it. But I know that's kind of rough right now for a lot of places. But I think, um, you know, even just resistance bands are great. And I am big on, we talked about this and the last time I chatted with you, you know, I use Strongboard Balance. And so that's one piece of equipment that is really, you know, there's so many ways they can use it and uh, it, they can do a lot with it. It doesn't take up a lot of space. It's relatively, I don't think it's expensive in the grand scheme of things when you think about what people spend on barbells and that kind of equipment. So something like that um, and just body weight. And a lot of it comes down to, just the way that they are going to vary their workout. So they might be very different than when they were at a gym, but there's so many ways they can make things harder and challenging without needing, you know, so much equipment. They just have to know how to 
to do that. <laughs> it takes so a little creativity, but watching you on these strong board balances, and can you describe to our audience again, the strong board balance? Because it, it very much sort of emulates surfing. And I feel it's a total, it's a full body workout watching you. It is a full body workout. Can it you describe is. the concept behind, around that? Yeah, it's a balance board. So it's basically two platforms and there's four springs between them. And so you know, you're never on a stable surface when you're on it. So it's, you know, it, it's it's in the same category, I guess, if people know of both. So I know they're familiar with those. I personally prefer Strongboard. I think they're just more versatile to use. But, you know, the Super. idea is you're, you're doing things on an unstable surface. So that's why it's been great. I've been getting more and more clients to purchase them because it just is such a, there's so many ways as a trainer, I can get more creative with programming for people that don't have that much equipment it completely changes their workouts. But yeah, I mean, you can hit every muscle group with it. Your core is going to get stronger. It's so great for balance, obviously, which is so important, especially for anybody as we get you know, older and having great balance translates to less injury, not falling and things like that. Better so. mobility. Absolutely. And mm -hmm. we will absolutely attach the strong board balance boards um, in, the, in the notes for sure. Um, and you yeah. utilize these a lot with your clients, don't you? I do. More and more of them are buying them. And I always am so happy when they do it just because, you know, I mean, it's not, you know, programming for people at home, everybody's so varied with what they have. I have clients that have, you know, full gyms, they have treadmills, they have equipment, they have everything. And then there's some people who have maybe one or two sets of dumbbells or working out in like a bedroom. And so when they get a strong board, I get super excited about it because I'm like, oh, great. Now there's so much more that we can do. And so it yeah. gets, changes it. It's been fun. And they, they love it that has them really enjoys it. No, it's, it's a, it's a definite, and, and for LA surfers, it's, it's the best practice there is. Um, yeah. and again, like you said, mobility is very important as people get older. And I think people are becoming more kind of complacent and sitting around a lot yeah. during quarantine. So this will, will, will help them with that as well. Now, a lot of people, there's so many people that do like this, these heavy, hard CrossFits, and it, it literally does burn a lot of calories and help, help people keep those people can keep their weight down with that, you know, caloric burn, but it's also very dangerous, um, can be, you know, with the plyometrics and the CrossFit, what would you say, you know, and some people are like, well, I'm in class and people are, are the instructors constantly help me and watch the safety and they're afraid to do these things at home. I mean, they can set up a board or they can set up some, you know, some wood blocks and they trip and fall. Um, what would you suggest for best safety practices with those kinds of workouts? Yeah, I mean, CrossFit's my jam. I've been doing it for probably almost a decade. So I can definitely speak to that. You know, I and I started out, I obviously have more equipment than most people, but I did find a barbell. So I've been able to do that and I have the space for it. But, you know, now that I'm in New Jersey, I'm back to having basically I have one set of dumbbells, a strong board and resistance bands, all the things that I said people should get. <laughs> that's that's all that I'm working with for the, you know, and I've been here for a few months. I think what people have to remember too, CrossFit at, at its core is really about fundamentally it's, it's foundational movement and it's you know it's it's again it's that minimalist approach so you can still do a lot without having a lot of equipment so you know i get it people don't have barbells like i miss doing pull-ups and gymnastics kinds of things i don't have access to a rig or anything but you know you can if you kind of put that to the side and just you know work with whatever space you have i think a lot of it is you know, just being really conscientious of your surroundings. I recently or last, uh, before I came out to Jersey, I actually had such a rookie mistake and I tripped on a dumbbell 
and rolled my my ankle. Unfortunately, I didn't break it or anything. So I was like, oh God. So it spooked me. And I'm always telling people, make sure you know what's around you. But I think that's like a legit fear because people are working out in small spaces and with CrossFit, you know, or any workout, you're going from movement to movement. So I just think people, if they are nervous about that, just clear out a space or just assume that you're working on, you know, the equivalent of a yoga mat. So you know what exercises to do that don't require you to take up too much space. I just think the uh, logistics of it are really important. And then, you know, in terms of doing plyometrics, because also a lot of people, especially in LA, they work out at home in apartments and they have neighbors below them, so they can't jump. I've heard that a lot. Like, can we do something else? I'm like, oh, right. Yes. <laughs> um, so, you know, I think, again, it just goes back to the same concept of varying your workouts. You know, maybe you're not doing, you know, um, squat jumps or box jumps, but just find things to get your heart rate up in place of that. Maybe you're doing more air squats or more reps of a different movement. Um, you know, just kind of, I think people just have to make do with what they have. I, I mean, to me, that's the biggest theme in COVID. It's we're so trained or so, uh, what's the word I'm looking for, but you know, we're so conditioned to do what we've been doing. And it's really hard mentally to let go of that because yeah. we love what we did. And it's hard to be like, well, this isn't the same. And it's not for some degrees, I guess, but you know, just kind of changing what they have access to. And just remembering that, you know, CrossFit and it's not really anything that fancy. It's hard because of the way that workouts are programmed. So but like you, you can, said, it's basically your own body weight. You can do your own body weight exercises even without right. with with equipment. Um, I do like that you were very transparent about the fact that you did trip over the barbell in your, <laughs> dumbbell in your in your videos because that just shows if someone like you who's a complete trainer trips and falls in a dumbbell in her own home home, that's obviously something that other people can do. And when you say small proximity you know, apartments and, ho and homes, especially in places like LA and New York. It's also, people have dogs, people have cats. Right. Some, all of a sudden, some, some, <laughs> some Lego piece could cause, you know, that yeah. commercial and cause you to crack your head open. So it, it, it can be dangerous. So I like that you really showcase that in your videos and you were transparent about the fact that this happened to you and it set you back for like a two weeks. Yeah, yeah it was uh it took me probably like, I mean, I think maybe a week that I was able to jump in all that again, but yeah, but it also, it just, it's still like, I get traumatized. Like I can't watch that oh, video yeah. again because I'm like, oh my God, I went down. That was horrible. Um, but yeah, but you know, I think also another thing too, is that CrossFit, why so many people love it is because you are being coached and typically the classes aren't huge. So you're still getting that kind of one-on-one. -on -one. One -on -one. So, you know, I think it goes back to people finding the right classes or whatever on zoom or online that they know their coaches are watching them you know it's like probably stay away from classes that have 30 50 people attending because your trainer is not going to see you but if you can find a gym that has you know just smaller classes you're still going to get more attention that way and they can right. watch you um when you have several people on your on your zoom do you individually coach each one and can you see their full body when you do that yeah, I can see everybody. That's why, you know, I've kept my classes small and I really, I cap them at six people because of that, especially for some of them, my classes are 30 minutes and there's just too much happening. And when you have a lot of people, it just, I didn't like it, to be honest, having that more than that, it just kind of was stressful because I can't see what everybody's doing or you don't realize until 15 minutes in that somebody's doing a completely different movement. And I'm like, wait, what, what is happening? So, um, 
you know, so yeah, I, I can see everybody pretty much, which I like. I think and they can because you could have been greedy and you could have been like, oh yeah, I want 30 because it's more money for me. But right. you, actually, you cared about, you know, you are a fitness leader and you cared about their safety and, and all the mobility, you know, I think that's, that's great. Cause other, I think that's where other trainers get too money hungry and they yeah. don't focus on, and, and it's, I understand these, these are desperate times, but I love yeah. that you, you know, you have great ethos with that. So it's great. Um, yeah. Missy, back to your, when you said, um, and I loved what you said that, you know, we've been, we've kind of become so spoiled and the way we do things and now we have to make a shift. And I think there's a big psychological aspect of that, like not to bring myself into it, but with this injury and COVID, I mean, I, and I'm a freak about workouts. I mean, I'm a two a day and it's just the psychological stress of not being able to be where you think your best self is or, or things like that. Even like are you as, are you strong? That really weighs on a lot of people. Yeah. Do people talk to you about that? Any clients? Yeah. I, you know, I feel like so much of personal training is the coaching aspect of it because you get, you know, I I mean, I always say this, like now I'm around my family, but I'm like, I see my clients, you know, virtually, but I guess that's now the thing, you know, I see my Mm -hmm. clients far more than I see my friends because I'm seeing them a couple of times a week. And so we have a lot of those conversations about things like that, you know, and I had a client who's been with me for a few years and, uh, you know, she has, she has tennis elbow, which you shouldn't be doing really any arm kind of stuff, like nothing gripping, nothing with weight. And I remember I was having a class she was in do push-ups, and I was like, you're not going to do these. I'll show you what you're going to do. And then I look over at her little screen and I was like, why are you doing those? And I, and she's like, I know, I just wanted to see if I can still do it. And I'm like, I get it. I've been there, but like, you're making your recovery that much longer if you do the things you shouldn't do. But like, I, so I don't know, I, I digress, but you know, I think it is really hard, especially when you're with other people and they're doing the things you want to do. Like I've been injured so many times and I'm like, Oh, it kills me. I can't do a pull up right now. Or I can't, I can't do a push up or something, or I can't lift anything heavy. And, but you know, it's, it's just remembering that we're in it for the long run. And the, for we, you know, the more we do the things we shouldn't do, we're just making our recovery that much longer. It's true. And it's stupid. And I've pushed it like crazy, but um, it's, we've got to give ourselves a break. And then, if she had done the push-ups and you hadn't seen her, she could have been injured again. And did yeah. you, when you said you, you told her that I don't want you to do those, I have something else for you. Would you yeah. have suggested perhaps wall push-ups? No, not with tennis elbow, but I think I would have probably given her um, something just completely different. It's hard to recreate. It's hard. Certain things is hard to modify or find an alternative that's, you know, mimicking what you're targeting. So for her, it probably would have been some kind of core exercise or just even cardio, something totally different. Sure. Missy, do you ever see people kind of like lazing out, like when you flip screens <laughs> and there's one person like sitting down? Do you see that sometimes? Um, I see people on phones sometimes and it, you know, it's <laughs> like, okay, if we were in person, would you be on your phone? But, you know, it doesn't happen in personal training because I think that's just they're a paying for it. And it's, yeah, their time, they're like super, you know, into it. And I think classes, it's easier to get distracted. And, but, you know, and it used to be like, I used to want to be like, hang up your phone. And now I'm just kind of like, well, that's on them. If they're getting out of it, what they want to, and, and, you know, they're okay distracting themselves with the phone, then like, so be it, you know, they come Absolutely. back. So it's collection. On I me, love but- that you're like that. And I just, I feel like, um, it just so many, there was a, on the Today Show, or it was one of my friends who 
he has two kids and his son is like really athletic and his daughter is just not, but they have zoom school and they have zoom gym. And you know, they do, the teachers has them get up and, and he said his daughter and all their friends sit on the floor because all they can see is some, they can see their heads. So they're like bopping around (laughs) and they're just sitting on the floor. So it's just, yeah, it's, it's a lot of accountability. And I have seen that some people, and it's okay. I mean, if someone doesn't feel like working out, but in their mind, like you said, they're doing your, your zoom, they're doing your um, workouts, even though they're on their phone, they at least made the effort. Cause I yeah, see you know, it, in the big box gyms, you know, we get such a kick out of people that sit on the machine with their phone and then they, then they hop oh, yeah. the machine get off, you know, or they're just taking selfies. They went to the gym just to go to the gym. There was not one calorie burned except for the fact that, and then they take the elevator and they're smoking when they come oh, right. It's just like, it kills me. <laughs> so, but I love that you give them some leeway. You know, it's like the fact that they joined and they're paying for it and they're taking right. some kind of accountability. Who knows? Yeah. And, you know, I started giving, it wasn't anything I set out for. It just happened because some of the parents that have been coming to my classes wanted workouts for their kids. So I do two kids classes a week and they're, they're so cute. I love them. They're really fun to train, but they're kids, you know, and it's like, but I also think it goes back to like everything with COVID that, you know, kids especially aren't as active and they're not going to all the activities they used to do. They're in front of their computers. And so there's times that like they could be doing a completely different movement than what I have them doing. And I'm just, you know, I'm like, all right, that's fine. They're here to move. I'm not training them for the Olympics. Like it's a 30 minute class. (laughs) Their parents just want them to get their energy out. And if they do that, that's good enough. (laughs) Exactly. I've, I've seen that you have to really make things fun. Like it has to be kind of game like or competition like, or, or do do you have, do you do like a Simon says type of thing or. Not at all. I treat them like adults. They, um, well, the kids ages that I train are about, they're mostly like nine through 13. Oh, so okay. I'm thinking they're little pretty, kids. But they're not little, little. Well, though I've been training like my nephew who's four, he gets like into it every now and then we were doing burpees and presses before. So it was Good pretty for him. Yeah. I think because he sees us doing it and he's like, I want to try that. But I think that's what the kids too is like, they want to do what the adults do. Cause I think it gives them confidence to be like, yeah. Oh, doing a, a workout. So yeah, so it's very similar formats. I might do some different movements than I would have, you know, I'm not going to have adults do like frog hops, but they might do things like that. So yeah, it's fun. It's fun for me to train them. They're really entertaining. <laughs> Whether do, they do know- wear a cute clown outfit or anything like that, any theme? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's all, it's all business and we show up and it's like, no, <laughs> no, I goof around. I mean, it's a little more lenient. I don't have them like counting reps. We usually do intervals that way they can just kind of move. I'll do things like, um, you know, I'll try to tell them like, Hey, we're going to do jumping jacks for 30 seconds. Like who can get 30 jumping jacks. And so they get into that and I'll try to, you know, kind of do that. And then they feed off of each other too, which is cool. So oh, that's but yeah. great. But I love that you say that you respect, you, you respect them as adults because then they won't take fitness as a joke, perhaps where some people may be treated, treated as such. Um, the quarantine creep, as far as weight gain goes, has been a big issue for many, many people. And I know that you kind of partner with a nutritionist. Have you found that a lot of clients are asking you about, my goodness, I've literally gained the quarantine 10, 20, 30, and then with the holidays coming up, that's a big, big deal. And then also with convenience, more people are cooking at home and the cooking can get kind of boring. And then they're doing these big crock pot or sheet pan recipes that are full of delicious cheese, <laughs> creams, meats, you know, things like that. Have you talked to any, any um, of your clients about perhaps some of these concerns? 
it comes up in sessions. I mean, what's awesome actually is that I've had quite a few clients lose weight during quarantine, you know, when people are gaining and they're, they're losing. So I think for a lot of people, because they're eating more at home, they have more control over what they're eating versus if they used to go out more or socialize, you know, unfortunately we're not doing as much of that, but you know, I had, um, you know, some of my clients they, that have gained or they feel like they want to lose. I just, I don't ever really focus on the scale in terms of making that about their goals. Like it's kind of a byproduct of it. So, you know, when they bring it up, we'll talk about it. And some of them have gone to talk to dietitians to try to figure out what's going on uh, with their bodies and, you know, get guidelines or do tests to see if they have some sensitivity and things like that. But yeah, I mean, sure. it's, it comes up for sure. And with some people. Yeah. Yeah. And like, it, it is again, a lifestyle and a lot of people are, you know, throwing themselves to the wolves and doing like full keto. And I have a friend that just is not skimping on anything as far as, you know, the rules go, but she's just so stressed out. It's like, give yourself a break. You know, it just, we have to be kind to ourselves too. But again, the intensity thing as from going from big box gyms to this is, a, it seems to be a universal concern as far as the problems go. Anything else you can suggest as far as keeping the workouts intense and um, so you're not going to sit there and be on your phone the whole time or, <laughs> and you know, there's, there's a lot of things, like you said, it's resistance bands in your own movements and you can alter the movements. Like even for, you know, I'm sure you coach like if you, in a dumbbell, in a dumbbell um, raise for an arm curl, they can do, they can go down more slowly. So then that kind yeah. of stimulates a different muscle group in the arm. Yeah, you know, that's one of the things they can definitely vary tempo that can make movements a lot harder, especially for people that are like energizer bunnies and they're used to doing everything really quick. If you have them slow down, it changes it for them. You know, it's like, okay, try to do, you know, a row, but take three seconds to bring the dumbbell up, you know, or even like squats with the tempo or so I'll have them do things like that a lot too. Cause that's another way people can vary things. Or if they get bored and they're like, ah, oh, you know, I've been doing squats, like how many curls can I do? You know, just change it or try, you know, a single arm dumbbell curl mm -hmm. put that with both hands and try to do more reps or something. So yeah, I mean, you can play around with tempo. You can play around with the reps, how many sets you're doing. Um, you know, even your work rest ratio, I think too, you know, people can make their rest shorter if they want to work for less time, Shut, uh, you know, cut your workout down to 15, 20 minutes, but make it like an intense 15 to 20 minutes. So make it sure. so you're not resting for a minute after every set you do. And um, on you know, that, Missy, we talked about the 15 minute workout that you would suggest if people only had 15 minute minutes to do something per day, if that, um, what would you suggest for the best 15 minute workout to get everything in? Yeah, that's, you know, I think there's so many things that people can do and it depends on what their goal is. I know I've been doing this with my brother-in-law um, because I'm trying to help kind of give my perspective of, again, not trying to recreate what was done at the gym because we don't have the same thing. So for him, for instance, he's more interested in doing um, like strength training than cardio. So like we've done 15 minute workouts. I think we just did one the other day where I had him do um, like an EMOM. So every minute on the minute, which basically means that you have that entire minute to complete set work. And then you rest. If you have time, you'll rest the remainder of that. So for him, I had him do an EMOM 15. So we did minute one. I think I had him do like eight dumbbell front squats to kind of target core, his legs, his glutes. And then if that took him, let's say, 
25 seconds and he was resting for 35 seconds. And then the second minute I had him do um, single arm rows, but again, to change the intensity of it because he's been doing so many of them all the same way. I had him do it on the strong board. So he had one hand on the strong board, almost like you're in a renegade row position, but you have one hand on the board and then you have the dumbbell on the ground and you're rowing in that position. So I had him do, I think eight rows on one arm and switched and then rested if he had any time. And then the third minute I had him do uh, seated presses. Cause again, back to the whole thing of like, you can do so many variations of shoulder presses you know, you can make them a push press, a push jerk, um, but even sit, you know, in a seated position where you have your feet straight out, you're going to engage a lot more core because you're not really getting any help from your legs like you would if you were standing. And so we did that with less reps because it's a lot harder to do them seated. So that was his third minute. I think he had, I gave him like six presses to do. Because again, also like case in point, he has one set of dumbbells. So it's like, how do you work all your different muscle groups when you only have one set of dumbbells? So it was pretty effective. And, you know, he was somebody who was spending like an hour on strength every week and just doing the same movements with, I think he probably had 12 to 15 exercises he was doing, but he was doing them the same. same. Because, yeah. So that's one way you can do, um, you know, just kind of short rest, make it higher intensity for people that want cardio. They can even follow the same format, do a 15 minute EMOM, but just do three different cardio movements. So depending again on your space and your neighbors and noise, you can do a minute of jumping jacks. You can do your second minute jog around your room. Your third minute, you can throw in like sit-ups if you wanted to do core or something basic like that. So I think, you know, really just finding formats that are going to give you, you know, and it, it's hard to answer in one thing because everybody is so different, but mm -hmm. you know, as long as it's relative to the person that's doing it to make it so that they're getting that intensity that they want to, or, you know, less intense if that's what they're after. And mixing it up. What does EMOM stand for? Every minute on the minute. Oh, okay. Yeah. Sorry. I should have said that. <laughs> no, I, I, th I think you actually did. I just wrote, wrote EMOM down. Yeah, that's great. I, I wonder, is he keeping up with you? Is, isn't he impressed with how much you can lift? Yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, they joke around that, um, I'm the strongest person in the house. That's what the kids say. It's kind of funny. I don't know that I am, but, um, but yeah, it's been, I think it's cool for him to just try something different. Cause I don't know if he would have, if I wasn't here. So right. we've been out, like I'll give him a workout once a week. So that's, you know, I get done with my clients on Sundays and then I'm like, all right, my two thirty is here. And then oh, that's uh, <laughs> great. Are you making him sore? Yes. Good. <laughs> to make anybody sore but it shows me that he's working his muscles differently because normally he's pretty you know kind of leaves his workouts not that they weren't hard before but when you do the same thing for a couple months you know you're in that plateau mm -hmm. state that most people want to get out of <laughs> i love that are you and your sister doing it now that you're home she i've given her a couple of workouts i mean my workouts are so different from what they do so we haven't worked out together but i've given her a couple of workouts even on the strong board so yeah yeah she likes it even my niece and nephew it's like a family thing now everybody yeah. gets <laughs> that's no that's really good um and so what are your goals um as far as your your career and you know coming back to la what do you foresee for yourself and how can we support you yeah, you know, it's so hard to answer. I feel like I have very vague goals because, you know, it's so hard to plan anything. <laughs> you know, I I don't see myself going back to a gym maybe ever in the, you know, the same way that I was before, just in light of COVID. And I think it's just changed my 
perspective on what I want. But, you know, I think right now, virtual works for everybody, you know, at least the people I train, I've had to turn away people that have wanted in person because I'm just not offering it. Um, you know, and I know I don't want to do mobile training. So I'm kind of just like, I don't really know what the next thing is going to be once, you know, we get back to hopefully a post COVID life and, uh, you know, people want to be in person. I'm not really sure what that's going to look like yet. So I don't know. And I'm kind of just open. I feel like there could be other things for me to do in fitness that I don't even know yet what they are. You know, I mean, sure. again, for me, it's like, you know, I had such a major career change to come into being I was a just going to say, you've already been able to <laughs> completely diversify yourself and change yeah. the game from corporate America to and like IT. But again, yeah. you were able to use those, you know, great mathematical and IT skills to parlay your business quickly. Whereas, you know, you were, you were already on Zoom doing it while still, trainers were still trying to figure out how to program their computer. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's, that's really helped you in that. And it's hard because I just, I was on Facebook just five minutes ago, just checking in. Um, and a bunch of people were saying, does anybody else feel totally unproductive and lazy today? And I'm just thinking, cause we do hit those days and it's very hard. Like I'm going to make myself I make myself still do two a days are obviously not intense, but I don't really want to go outside. Um, my apartment is very warm right now. I just, yeah. with this injury, I've just gotten really cold, which is very strange, but, um, but I'm going to make myself do run in with a friend because I'm like, oh, just get out and do it. And it's always better to just be outside sometimes, yeah. you know? So, but it is it's tough. Hard. I mean, I got so much shit from my friends because I bought a Peloton, which got delivered since I've been in New Jersey. I had a friend there for it. So I'm like, I haven't even used it. But they're all like, go outside. You live in Los Angeles. Like, get on your bike. And I'm like, but I haven't done it in the six months that I've been home. It's just not going to happen. So exactly. I did to use it whenever I get back. But yeah, I mean, it's, you know. It's nice to be home. <laughs> For sure, it really is. And you know, the sky's the limit as far as goals, because I'm, you know, you and I are both so goal oriented, and I just feel like, what am I not doing? But I think right. that's what everybody feels right now. And we have to give, this is a season for everybody. We have to yeah. give ourselves a break, enjoy family and friends, and indulge in the holidays, but then still do, you know, the Zoom, right. the Zoom videos and workouts. So, well, that is wonderful. And I will, of, of course, Put all the dig your deepest Missy Berkowitz uh, coachings in the links as as well as a strong board balance. And did you perhaps say that there was a discount code with your uh, number? Yeah. So for strong board balance, if they use DYD, so it's dig your deepest initials sure. ID, it gives them free shipping. Okay. Anywhere. Wonderful. Perfect. Well, Missy, thank you so much. Go eat some good New Jersey Italian or kosher. <laughs> or the real food that you guys get out yeah. there. That was a, it was a real pleasure and best to your family and kick your kick your uh, brother's <coughs> brother-in-law's ass. <laughs> Never going to let me leave. They're getting kind of addicted to this. <laughs> I bet I would be too. Well, thanks again. Have a wonderful wonderful weekend, Missy. Thank you so much for having me and it was great to see you. And that was virtual trainer Missy Berkowitz of Dig Your Deepest online training who shares tips and tricks for keeping your home workouts intense, even if you only have 15 minutes, especially in the midst of the holiday season. You can find her on all of her social medias at Dig Your Deepest, as well as the links below in the notes. And in particular, if you'd like to order the Strongboard Balance, Instagram, it is at Strongboard Balance, and you get free shipping by using the code DYD of Dig Your Deepest. Please stay tuned in next week for my interview with a sumo wrestler will surprise us with his training and nutrition practices. 
it's not what I thought. We appreciate you for listening, and please subscribe and rate the show on iTunes. You can also listen on Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, Luminary, Tuned In, or at Believe.com. You can reach out to me for any questions or topics you'd like covered on the show at Ann McDaniels. And I'll see you next time on So Have Sweat. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.